Welcome Black Hollywood Live fans. On today's Fit Club, we talk food, fitness, and an Olympic state of mind with star of the Simone Biles story, Jonte Godlock. Stay tuned for more. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live, Fit Club. Welcome, Fit Clubbers. We are back, jamming out to a little Beyonce, a little old school action, right? <laughs> Had to get it better than last week. Take those reins away from you, Shaka. Well, I, I apologize for last week, guys. As always, my name is Shaka Smith. You guys can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Shaka Strong. And hi, guys. You can find me on everything at TK Trinidad. And our wonderful guest, Miss Jonte Godlock. Where can they find you? Hi. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Jonte. That's my name with an underscore in the middle of it. J-E-A underscore N-T-E. Nice. Um, well, thank you so much for joining us. We're glad to have you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> um, well, we've got a couple uh, different stories to delve into, and then we'll talk a little bit more about the Simone Biles story. That must have been an incredible experience. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, wow. Um, but I guess, you know, when it comes to fitness and playing Simone Biles, we've got to talk about food. And a new study came out talking about ultra-processed foods and their link to cancer. Um, no real big surprise in terms of that link, um, but they looked at about 105,000 adults, and each, um, all these adults had a list of 3,300 foods that they looked at, and they found that based on this list of foods that the adults that had, were more prone to cancer had been using ultra-high processed foods. Apparently, the American diet, 60% of our diet um, is ultra-high processed foods, 50% of the Canadian diet, so we got a little Canadians in there, TK. <laughs> but yeah, I guess training-wise, when you're looking into foods, how are you how are you picking the foods you're eating? What does your diet look like when you're trying to be in optimal health? Um, you know, for me, I usually eat pretty healthy, um, especially, you know, training for this movie. I was on a very strict diet. Um, I try not to eat overly processed anything. Um, mm. I try to eat raw um, foods. I don't eat any meat, so that oh, already yeah. kind of helps me a yeah, little bit. Nice. <laughs> I'm not completely vegan because I still eat fish, but <laughs> I try to eat, you know, as healthy as possible. But I don't like fruit. <laughs> <laughs> really? No. Don't like fruit? That's interesting. No. Well, that's probably save you some sugar, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. I don't eat fruit that often anymore either. No? Wow. Like once, it's, it's a treat now for me. Yeah. Versus, like, you know, they say, oh, you should have, like, one piece of fruit every day. It's just kind of like... I'm a sugar addict, and I know that. So the more like I could t- stay away from things that are sugary, it's the gateway. It's, yeah, it's, it's gate. The apple's gateway drug <laughs> for me. Um, but yeah, I wasn't really surprised by these findings. Were you surprised by the amount of, of processed foods we're taking in? Sixty percent. That's, that's a lot. I'm not yeah. surprised. People I'm not surprised. Bologna and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, but oh, hearing it, it just is like yeah, you're just like sixty percent of your diet. Yeah, but you had to like. It, being in LA, you it's we're in this strange place where you have, you know, some people in different parts where it's just like they eat what they eat. But being in LA and in the industry, we're lucky enough where we see people eat generally healthy. But people that are not phased by all this stuff and they eat hot like I saw I remember this one chick, she's like making hot dogs for her for her kids. And to me and I'm like, oh no, I'm good. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't give that to my kids, but yeah. that's because I live on a different, you know, yeah. like, that's not how I want to eat and that's not how I want to feed my children. Yeah. But to some folks, that bologna and that hot dog and they want something uh, quick, they cut up the hot dogs and they put it in a ramen, like, what the hell is that? <laughs> like, that's not cool. <laughs> what, so, but, when I was in college, though, that might have been, like, nice. <laughs> no, I remember actually when I was in school, I had a full ride and in the summer, they actually decreased the money that we got. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to buy this case of ramen. That thing stayed in my apartment for four years. <laughs> Like I, didn't eat the ramen. I didn't touch the ramen at all. Like it's, it's all right, cool. I'll, I'll find a date. You know, take me out. Like 
It was I can't do it. I so I've had ramen since college, <laughs> and I will never go back I, I, unless it's like fresh. Yeah, I, I like the real. Yeah, yeah the real deal. Nobody wants that. Do they even <laughs> sell it? You know, I, I, oh, oh, I mean, I won't get it anymore, but I still have nostalgic memories about it. I mean, oh, I used to love it. Oh man, memories. no good memories. Yeah, for me. I know, right? Okay. The we're, moment we're you start eating that life. again, that's the moment you need to like, you know, <laughs> yeah. look, look at your life right now. <laughs> Things have gone downhill, but yeah. it was like twenty-five cents for like ten. That's what I'm saying. You know what? It still might be that, which is another reason why you shouldn't. No inflation when it comes to ramen. Oh, man. Um, Our next story talks about the Olympic mindset, which I thought was interesting. Um, So they have three mental tricks or tips um, to differentiate yourself and get to gold rather than silver. Uh, I thought some of these were interesting. (laughs) The first one was think fast, obviously. But I guess over time, as you train, you think a little bit quicker about the movements and things you make. Um, I imagine as a gymnast, that probably play a role you start off kind of slower do you feel yourself thinking quicker when you start getting moves down um you know it's so funny (laughs) (laughs) i do gymnast things so i am not a gymnast but i know how to tumble okay so um you know like doing stuff on the beam and the bars i can imagine you have to be very quick on your thinking so you (laughs) don't face plant you know catching one bar to the next or even just landing on the beam um those things are crazy but um i do have a dance background and just picking up choreography quick is a skill so you always have to think fast and i think it really does help did you find you you started to think quicker as you were training for the film and like on the balance beam you had mentioned did you start to you know what i did i did have to think quicker because it's you know we had such a short amount of time that we filmed that movie so i had to pick up things really quick (laughs) and i learned um you know, I had a, a training coach, gymnastics, that taught me, like, the basics. And they were like, okay, so you're going to do this on film. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I had to, you know, I had to pick that up really quick. So, yeah. I would nice. think, though, like, even if it's, like, say if you're getting ready to, like, tour as a dancer, right? You have all these weeks to get ready. By the time you get on stage, it's second nature. Like, I don't oh. think, yeah. I, I, I think what, as if you get to this uh, competition, like, you've been training so much that if you have to think quick, the only time you have to think quick is if something goes wrong. Yeah, But yeah. it shouldn't be, you shouldn't be thinking, like, okay, I'm going to do this. Like, it should be automatic. Yeah. Like it, I, I feel like, I don't, who wrote that article? What, you know what I mean? Like, well, was, were well, they an athlete? Like, not, what's going on? Well, no, but they were, they, they were saying part of it is being able to think quick when something goes wrong. Right. So that you, tr- mm. you train so that if something messes up, you're able to think quick and make that quick adjustment, whereas someone who hasn't really trained that well is not going to make that quick adjustment. Yeah, but then you wouldn't be in the Olympics. Well, or you might not get gold. Maybe you're not I as good as I was thinking quick filming this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, I was like, like okay, uh, all right. But I was thinking... I yeah, I can see what you're yeah. saying. Though. Like for instance, yeah. take like a hurdler, right? Yeah. So somebody who's a hurdler, and you know they go through the practice, right? And they they hit the hurdle, yeah. but they never hit the hurdle and continue on with the race. Yeah. If they're in a race and they hit the hurdle, you're used to stopping, yeah. right? But somebody a, a really good coach, yeah. they're gonna see like, no, okay, you hit the hurdle, like keep on going, mm-hmm. yeah. and you keep cycling so that if it does happen, you know what to do. Yeah, exactly. So it's gonna yeah. be the same thing if you're training. Obviously, you want to train to perfection, but you have to train a little bit for the mishaps. Yeah, you train for the mishaps. So when the mishap happens, you you roll through it. Yeah. Any, so, any mishaps though for you during this filming? Oh man, there yeah, is two. bloopers. <laughs> there is two. There is a blooper on my Instagram. If you go look for that, um, I was swinging on the bar, and the director uh, said, "Okay, so um, on three, you're gonna let go." And it was a scene where I was supposed to fall. <laughs> 
So me being me, I was like, oh, I'm getting some good height. <laughs> so instead of letting go on three, I let go on two, and I really wasn't ready. <laughs> and I face-planted oh, into the mat. Uh, Chalk went everywhere. It was so bad. They didn't use that take, no. <laughs> they actually did use that in the oh, movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like it because it was so funny, and they shot it in slow-mo, so they used it. Uh, there was one other time we had about 300 background. I was running on the vault um, strip. Ouch. She's like, okay, you're going to do a round off. <laughs> I crashed. Oh. I almost crashed into the camera guy oh because gosh. it was so bad. But oh. yeah, those are my only two mishaps, like my big <laughs> mishaps that everyone like laughed about. <laughs> Ouch. Well, you made it through. <laughs> you I made did make it, it through. through. Is the vault one on your Instagram? <laughs> I was like, like that, one sound, that, that one out. sounds real No, fun. and uh, I've, they only have that on the, the footage. And I'm like, somebody needs to release it. <laughs> um, well, some of the other um, tips for uh, the gold medal state of mind. I guess, well, this one really applies more to figure skaters. But I guess they do something called spotting, which is when you spin, right after they spin, they focus on a particular point, mm-hmm. and they use that to balance them. Oh, they do that for dancers, too? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. have you done that before? Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you don't spin as fast, but you yeah. definitely spot when you do pirouettes or any type of turn, yes. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> Learning something new. Um, and then, apparently, even after spotting, if you do this all the time, your vestibular system takes over. So we have sensors in our inner ear that have fluid. So when you stop spinning, the fluid keeps moving, and then you think that you're still moving. Mm-hmm. Um, but over time, your brain starts to go, wait, that's a false signal, right. I'm not, and it dismisses it automatically. Did, did that happen for you as a dancer? <laughs> no. So wait, what, 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 is, what is this person saying? So, I mean, no, 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 well, science. Right. <laughs> um, so the, as the fluid moves in your ear, right. typically when you stop spinning, you feel like you're still moving. Right. That's because the, the fluid in your inner ear is still moving. But are we still, still talking moving. about the Olympic stuff? Yeah, because it's figure skating, Winter Olympics. Yeah, but... By the time these people get through, like, the, the regionals and the nationals, like, that should not be an issue. But obviously it is. You, you, have you been watching some of the figure skaters? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, but where are they from? Where are they from? Who are their coaches? You know what I'm saying? Like, this, that, that stuff should be, like, if you're going to be doing that in my spins and it's in your routine, like, that routine should have been on lock a couple months ago because it should have been what got you into the Olympics. Like, you know, that's... Shoot, I think even way more than months. They yeah, do those right? routines. Yeah, they like, practice, they're practicing those routines for, like, year, like and a that's, year. That's like, a, 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 like the... The, the spin is something that should be something that's in your repertoire well, like as a kid. That's why they should have read this article. That's what I keep saying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, that's why whoever read that or wrote that article, I'm not, I don't know about that one. And they're not going to help me get to Olympics anytime well, soon. Well, okay. we'll go with the last one here. Here's the last. I, think, I think the last one. I think the last one we'll all like. So, uh, you know, people can choke. So the last ones don't choke. But the reason why a lot of people do choke is because... Practice champs. Um... <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> you don't know what practice champ is? No. So, did you play any sports? Yeah, well, you, know I, what, I, you don't practice champ. Is. No, no. no, practice champ. So, is somebody? Is this it's not. <laughs> actually, actually, it was when I was running track here that oh. I learned about. It. So, you have those people who like go all out in the practice, like they go on a hundred percent, they look okay. amazing, uh, and then they get into the race or they get into yeah. whatever the competition is and they choke. Oh, okay. So it's just kind of like you know, if if you practice do that multiple, champ. yeah, then you I do a like multiple, that term. yeah. You do. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, on multiple occasions, then yeah. that, you know, either you're looking at something psychologically, like what's mm-hmm. stopping you or all this other stuff. Yeah. But again, that's something that, I mean, obviously people do choke in the Olympics, yeah. but Sheesh. that's not necessarily their performance. That's well, if, usually mental. Well, yeah, it's oh, a mental. Yeah. And so what they're saying is the reason, they, um, or the large reason that a lot of people choke is that they focus on the winning and what they're going to get after they win. And so when they're actually in the event and when it comes to taking that shot, the stakes are so high, they choke. So what they actually recommend is getting yourself, not I guess, comfortable or making yourself okay with losing. So that once you're actually playing in the event, that the stakes aren't so high. Like you've already gotten to a place where win, lose, or draw, you feel very comfortable with the way, you, with life. But I've had, because I've had things where I thought, if I lose, my life will be over. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, I mean, I still uh, stepped up to the plate before. <laughs> we still got it done. But, what are we talking but, about here? But I can see. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> Swimmer, water polo. Okay, water. all right. I'm just like, what? <laughs> Inappropriate. <laughs> this is the after dark episode. Um, you know I always dig it there. <laughs> <laughs> but did, did you, um, I guess in your career, find... <laughs> That you use any things to help you mentally get through, and even throughout the filming? Um, you know, it's interesting because, you know, being an actor and auditioning and stuff like that, it's it's not necessarily like, you know, it's kind of just be okay with not getting the job. Yeah. You know, be okay with like, you know, they just went with a different choice. And um, you, I mean, I use that all the time going into auditions and stuff like that. So it's it's not so much like you're going to like, you know, practice to fail, like, okay, you're never going to book a job. <laughs> but, you know, you just become okay with, like, all right, on to the next one. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not. Yeah. So I think, I mean, I live that every day, all the time. Because if you put your, like, all your hopes in this one job and you don't get it, now you're depressed, you know. Like, yeah. you, sometimes uh, people don't come out of that stuff. So mm-hmm. you kind of just have to have a good mindset. And it is all mental, like you were saying. So, Yeah. Yeah, with the with the acting in particular, I remember one girl was telling me because she had worked for a casting agent and now she's actually an actress. And she said, with that, you could be auditioning and you could kill that audition, but you can literally look like that person's ex-wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or they might not like your name. It has nothing to do with your acting. Mm-hmm. So it's like I feel with this industry in particular, um, once you get over yourself, mm-hmm. meaning like the world doesn't revolve around you. So meaning that you could have put in like 100% and you might not win the goal because that person, you know, might have went through something tragic and they put them over the top where, you know, mentally and physically they were just ready. They were just better than you. Yeah. And once you realize that it's not necessarily about you, then you can get over, you can get over yourself. Mm-hmm. But when you kind of take it, it's like, oh, my God, like they didn't pick me because of all these other things. Then you're yeah. just getting all in your head. And now all the future stuff. Is gonna it's gonna be prevented from that. It's almost like you just they they have a saying like leave it on the track or leave it on the field, mm-hmm. leave it on the court. Like once it's done and you know you've given your hundred percent, then walk away yeah, just walk that away. That was good enough. But again, yeah. if you didn't train and like, you can't spin, you getting dizzy, then you need to just reevaluate a lot of things. So I'm just saying. Oh man. Yeah, I can't imagine figure skaters still get dizzy. They, they shouldn't. It, it, yeah, I mean, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. No, but I'm, I mean, it's, it's, it's the author. Really. I, I, no, I think if you, if you take an off season, you got to probably reacclimate. I will say this though. Yeah. I mean, the Olympics is. I can't even imagine what that's like. Yeah, the pressure. That's the pressure. The lights, everything, that's on like a whole other level. 
So, um, yeah. and it's adrenaline. Yeah. But I guess if you get dizzy, it's maybe adrenaline. But, adrenaline that and, and, you and, again. And, and even also, though, I think the weight, especially for a first-time Olympian, <laughs> you seem incredible. Are you, like, are you, to get to that level, like, most people are training when they're, like, they don't, they don't show up at 21s, like, I want to be a figure no. skater. They've been doing this from, like, three. Yeah, three, four. four. And the mm-hmm. fact that, like, especially, I mean, I mean, I can't speak for other countries, yeah. but I know in America, especially <laughs> with, like, crowds and stuff like that, yeah. and parents who are, parent, well, put it like this, when I was running track in Canada, I maybe recall, maybe, you might have less than 100 people. My very first track meet in the U.S., like, the stadium was packed, and it was just for, like, a bunch of nobodies, including myself. You know what I'm saying? So, if you're, if you're training, and you've been training all these years, and you're doing the nationals and all this other stuff, that stuff should not be an issue. Like, I, I, I honestly think that once you get to that level of the Olympics, it's, it's, it's either you didn't put in the work because you've been there often enough or all this other stuff. But wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. You are older now. Um, these these are kids. These are these are these are eighteen, nineteen, seventeen. I think that your brain necessarily, even though you, you can no. go through mental things that kind of break you down, no. especially when you realize I'm seventeen. I'm representing my country. Like I like I'm not just representing myself. Mm. No, your <laughs> TK is not. No, it. because you have to think of all the work that you put in. Like think think of like the. I think you'd be a good coach. I you, think you'd be a good coach. If you, if you think about <laughs> the like, pressure, listen. <laughs> I know I can't be like. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about all the think about all the pressure that you put on yourself to get to those levels. Like you yeah. don't just start off with nationals. You're competing within your community. Then you're competing within your state. Yeah. Then you're competing all the, I, all I these still, little things. I still think though, um, and maybe you can speak to this because like you had to portray like a young Simone Biles and kind of those mental pressures mm-hmm. is. You know, when you're that young, I think, and you shift focus, because I think a lot of times you're on, like, you're on fumes when you're that young. Because even when I was playing water polo and swimming, it was just, like, I didn't know what I was doing. And then mm-hmm. at moments, you have a, you have a sense of the, the gravitas of where you are. Like, mm-hmm. For me, it was, like, a state championship. But it was, like, oh, wait. We're like, so I imagine now, take it to the Olympics. Then you start to go, it's my first Olympics. I'm representing my country. I'm in some other country right now. I'm mm-hmm. not even in my, like, where I go. That that mindset might start to shift and change, and you might get into your. That's own head. where you have a coach. Well, yeah, of course. Because but, yeah. like they, uh, in the states in particular, depending on what sport you're doing, that's a whole another topic as far as funding. But they have psychologists on deck, yeah. and so like for instance, when I was running for Oregon, we had a psychologist there, and you know they broke down everything to the point where they had you tape like what you envisioned yourself doing in that particular competition. So you would actually listen. That was like one of the things that they did. Or they might do other things or it might be meditation or whatever kind of works for you. Right. So I, I, it just, I, I, get you, I get what you're saying, but it, in order to be at that level and to excel at that level, and of course everybody can't be number one, yeah. but those things seem very like I think some kids, I, I think, but and you can, like, I think some kids just get, get to the Olympics on pure talent and then the brain starts to mess with them a little well, bit. Well, then they shouldn't just, they shouldn't be back. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Move on. Time, time to figure something else out. <laughs> this is not for you. He's not having that. Yeah. Like, listen. It's not for you. You need to, you need to move on. <laughs> I can understand the pressure. I mean, um, I mean. And then you were filming these scenes, so I mean, I'm sure like. Look, there was, okay, yeah. I even, <laughs> there was this, uh, when we were doing Rio, yeah. we had about 300 background and the director was like, okay, um, all right, I want you to go through Simone's entire routine. I was like, okay. She's like, so, and action. And everyone's staring at me, and I'm like, okay. And, you know, and I'm just so, I was so nervous. But you know what? That wasn't even the most, like, 
it was insane to have Simone Biles <laughs> oh, <yeah>. sitting <laughs> there watching me be her while we have all this background and I'm like waving to the crowd and I'm like, this is so crazy. And I think it was more because it was like Simone Biles was sitting there watching me play her. Yeah, and like play her like not yeah. too long ago. <laughs> yeah, like last it wasn't year. Like she, yeah, it's not like she's <laughs> 60 yeah. and like, you know, we're just reliving. Yeah. yeah. She's like, that's so crazy. Like, I remember you, like, I remember doing that. I'm like, isn't this so weird? <laughs> yeah, so somebody that else. was, like, some super adrenaline. Like, yeah. to play somebody who's sitting right there, and you're just like, uh, so nervous. Somebody on the chat said, uh, what is a good motivation for someone who wants to pursue their dreams that believe in their self but find it hard to come back when things go left? Well, why don't you tell us? Because this, like, you'd kind of revisited your acting career. Um, yes, um... I like didn't hear all that, but <laughs> um, essentially, like you, you do something, you f up, and then like you're trying to come back. It's like you, you don't know what? even. I would say, go to the place and find what made it interesting. Why did you want to pursue this to begin with? You know what I mean. Um, a lot of times, you have a dream, and life takes you every which way. But sometimes, you just kind of have to sit with yourself and be mm-hmm. like, you know what? I really love to do this. And I want to get back to this place and then just start doing the little things to, you know, get your dream back in focus and, you know, and don't stop. Do not let anybody tell you no and do not stop. Follow your dreams. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I I, I totally agree with that. I think um, what uh, we in North America is missing is that uh, self-realization or self uh, analyzation, meaning that you look in the mirror and you see what's actually going wrong. So say you do, you did something, you did a competition, you totally failed at it, and then you begin failing at it several more times, then obviously something's wrong. So if you repeat the same thing, then yeah. you know it, that's the definition of insanity. So you need mm-hmm. to either figure out what's going wrong or have somebody help you figure out what's going wrong and then revisit the reason why you got into that sport or whatever to begin with yeah. and then also decide that if you do, do you want to put in the work for that because you can you, nobody's nobody's going to fault you for quitting if you have a really good reason for quitting yeah. mm-hmm. like hey I just don't want to put in that I don't want to put in 8 hours anymore yeah. like I I can't I can't mentally get there I'm going to move on I can far more accept that than somebody saying I don't, I don't know just that Dude, yeah. like there's there's too much mm-hmm. there's too much technology. There's too many people around. There's too many certified people around to help you get there. Yeah. So, so TK with the tough love. <laughs> yeah, I just, my kids are gonna be in trouble. <laughs> they ain't gonna make it, or they just gonna go broke. Um, another um, another thing I actually want to talk about was I know you've kind of been supporting the Me Too movement and um, Simone Biles, and this kind of all happened around the time of the release of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I know recently she said. She wasn't able to go to the hearing for the sentencing because she wasn't emotionally ready since she is actually preparing to go to um, the next Olympics and she's at the same facilities and she's really in that mindset still. Um, how did how have you tackled the movement? I'm sure the many questions you've gotten about it and Simone in relationship to the movie. Um, yeah, you know, I um, it's very unfortunate, um, you know, that Simone was a victim of that and all the stuff that's coming out in our industry um, of people like that. And so... Honestly, I've just, every carpet I go to, I try to wear black in support of the Me Too movement and to just listen to what they have to say and support them. And, you know, I don't have anything like, you know, they should have done this or that. It's just kind of like I'm here and I'm, I stand by, you know, with everyone who's trying to prevent anything in the future from allowing any of this to happen. So that's where I am with it. Were were you as shocked as pervasive as it is? 
Um, you know what? In the gymnast, in the, you know, with uh, Larry Nasser, yeah. um, it doesn't surprise me, but it's very, very scary. Yeah. It's very scary um, for how long it went on. That's what's so And, yeah, you know, me. how many people, how yeah. many uh, young girls, and it's just, whew. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's. Insane, but um, I guess fortunately he was sentenced to what is it, forty two hundred twenty five years? Yeah, and he another sixty years. He's gonna be dropping yeah. that soap so, <laughs> all the time. But um, Ugh, he's not gonna make it. But um, yeah, just absolutely horrible. Um, but I want to get more into the story of Simone Biles and um, your portrayal of her. Uh, I know that she was raised in foster care, and uh, mm-hmm. how was it kind of going through her story and like being able to put that to screen? Um, you know, Simone has a very interesting story, and I was really excited um, for everyone to see the movie because, you know, everyone knows Simone Biles, the Olympian, um, you know, especially around Rio when all that stuff was coming out. We mm-hmm. saw a lot of her, we saw a lot of her routines, we saw that, but we didn't really see her personally or what was happening at home. Mm-hmm. So I was really excited to be able to kind of uh, really bring out that um, side of her life and um, the interaction with her parents and her sister and everything like that. So that was really, really, really exciting. Um, but And then all the gymnastic stuff was really fun too. But yeah, Simone, you know, she had a lot of sacrifices. And at the end of the day, it's so cool because Simone Biles is just, you know, she wanted the things that, you know, just... Um, a kid that, you know, would go to public school that wasn't on the Olympic track would want prom, yeah. a boyfriend, you know, high school dances, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. And she didn't get to do any of that stuff because, yeah. you know, she sacrificed that for a bigger dream. And yeah. so she struggled with that a lot, even, you know, when it came down to college and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, um, yeah, it was like such a fun thing to play and bring out in her story and for you I guess with your training um what was it that you did to prepare for this role I know you were already in shape already yes so actually you know what the first thing I did was get on a balance beam Mm -hmm. uh physically um so you know because there's you know the acting side of it and you know physically because Simone's like the greatest of all time (laughs) Uh, I got on a balance beam because I'm not familiar with that and I wanted to be familiar before they shoved a camera in front of me. So um, on my off time, like before I went up to Canada to shoot, I um, I started doing all that stuff and just kind of stretched, did my splits and everything like that. And then to, to prepare for Simone, like becoming Simone, I watched everything. There was about, if it was out there, I watched uh-huh. it. Her, you, I stalked her YouTube, uh-huh. her Instagram. I looked at every interview. I wanted to really just bring her to life, uh, her mannerisms, um, you know, the relationship between her, there's like a couple interviews online, um, with her and her mom. Mm -hmm. And so I looked at all those and I was like, okay, like she's like this, she's this way with her mom and she's this way with her dad and this way with her sister. So I pretty much just watched, um, Everything there was on Simone, I watched it. <laughs> and she gave you feedback when you needed it too, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I sent her a direct message on Instagram just saying, you know, hi, you know, thanks for <laughs> approving me to play you. It's, you know, this, I'm so excited. And she um, got right back to me and she's like, yes, I'm so excited. <laughs> um, uh, and I had some questions because everyone would ask and, you know, they couldn't get Simone on the phone. So I was 
just be like, okay, well, I'm going to DM her. I'm like, hey, <laughs> did you have Rio nails? Like, did you have nails for this? And she's like, yeah, I actually wore French tips on my feet. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, I heard it straight from Simone, you know? So it was cool. She was really open about um, stuff like that. Any question I asked, she would answer it. And I was like, okay, cool. Hey, girl. That's <laughs> awesome. No ego. No ego. Mm-mm. <laughs> when I saw her on the um, Dancing with the Stars, that's kind of when I got to, like, see her personality. Um, I don't know if you saw it, but it's like, you know, Dance of the Stars, they kind of do some of the, some of the dances a little bit more sexier. Yeah. So when they were asking her to do that, you can see how uncomfortable she was because she's literally spent her life in the gym. Yeah. So she didn't have the dating. Although I love the new boyfriend now. Oh my gosh. She's, I'm like, so it's so cute to see like, you know, the, yeah. the first love. And also, yeah. yeah. So, but it's, it's just nice to I don't know. I'm just a fan of seeing kids, you know, follow their dream and yeah. actually make mm-hmm. it versus despite all the odds. Yeah. And, you know, even though, you know, people feel like, oh, well, she should be sexier because she's at this age. I'm like, Dude, we have we have years to do all that stuff. Yeah. Like, when's the last time you said you could, you went to the Olympics? Like, you know, yeah. get over yourself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So um, I really loved seeing her personality and Dancing with the Stars. She just seems like just such a sweetheart and genuine person. And she gave some sass back, too. There's one clip where... She told the judge, "You remember? The, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, uh, smiling. Yeah, she, yeah, she. Just the the sass was just like just beautiful because you know <laughs> when you when you're when you know yourself, even though you know you might not have this, so mm-hmm. somebody feels like you know it's just like really <laughs> that competitive edge. Yeah, yeah, it's just you never leave it. So I definitely I could I could see how she could just be like you know I see I've already approved you you know playing me and she's gonna be a, like a veil because what if she doesn't answer your questions then." You know what happens next? So. Yeah, it's a guessing game. <laughs> <laughs> do we know? Do we know if it's going to be airing, re-airing? Um, um they are re-running um, it yeah, on Lifetime right now. Yes, okay. I don't know when. Lifetime does. Yeah, yeah it just came on last weekend. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, because I know the Saturday. Yeah, it came on February third. Life. Um, the Simone Biles story: The Courage to Soar. Mm-hmm. Um, well, thank you so much for being with us. Um, do you have any projects coming up? Um, you know what? I'm training and I'm studying right now, so. Soon, hopefully. And, and then we know we're going to get Simone Biles 2 and 3 and 4 because, what, she's preparing for the next Olympics? She so. is. She says she's going to Tokyo <laughs> so, 2020. Yeah, hopefully we'll have a, a, a long, <laughs> several series of movies to come afterwards. So uh, thank you so much for being with us. We thank really appreciate it. Thank you so it. much. <laughs> thank you, guys. As always, my name is Shaka Smith. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Shaka Strong. Hey, guys, you can find me on everything at TK Trinidad. You can also uh, see me on TMZ. And as well, I'm running the marathon to raise water pumps to raise, yeah, water pumps in Africa. So if you want to donate, you can go on my byline. It's right there. It's terrible training, but I'm doing it for a cause, so I really appreciate it. Do you support? <laughs> and uh, thanks. I'm Jante. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter, Jante, J-E-A underscore N-T-E. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We'll see you guys next week. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Christie, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Tipio, Instagram, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the whole song and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principal.